Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. It's 105 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer working out of the home office, the city south side, along with Brendan Escott. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Every Thursday on Oilers Now for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar we are pleased to be joined by longtime nhl executive he's now out with a new book uh from nhl hockey and roger and sportsnet brian burke hello brian how you doing hey bob how are you good you've been making the rounds this week with the book i see yeah i was supposed to do a book tour before all this COVID stuff and now it's all virtual stuff and online and phone interviews but i think people seem to like the book so far Cam Tate, who, uh, as you know, works uh, for the Oilers Entertainment Group, uh, sort of works in Tim Shipton's area uh, in the company, has penned a piece that's on the Edmonton Sun uh, website today. Uh, Cam's a very special guy and uh, has a great eye for the game as well. And uh, he had a, a, I guess, is it true you got mad because Cam went out and bought a book instead of having the publisher send him one? Yes, I I was sour (laughs) at him, but... uh... (laughs) That's what he does. He's 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 that type of guy. Let me let me ask you this, Brian. How difficult is it to have somebody write a book about you? Instead of having uh, opi- instead of having pi- opinions about it, and look, you've had a really interesting career. Uh, you've had some some great jobs. You've had some good times. You've won a Stanley Cup. You've had some exasperating times. Obviously, uh, you know you, you went through a, a personal tragedy uh, in your, you know, with your family. I'm just wondering, like, you know, was it something you were apprehensive about doing at one time, or was the timing like what, what goes through in that situation? Well, to me, first off, um, Stephen Brunt actually wrote the book. It's my words, but he he really preserved my voice through the drafting of this thing. He did a great job. Um, I think I've lived through. 30-plus years on the team and league side, some moments that people find very interesting. And my goal was to bring you into my office. 
while I made the deal for the Sedins, so bring you into the boardroom when we argued about the Bertuzzi Steve Moore case, bring you into uh, my car when we're working on trade. So it was like, okay, you remember the Pronger trade from Edmonton. I remember when that happened. Here's how it happened. And you'd think you were in my office or in Kevin Lowe's office at the time. So I think it's an insider's look to try and bring you behind the curtain. And so far, people seem to like it. Uh, yeah, well, it's uh, it, it's. Uh, I think part of what people like about you, Brian, is you just say it the way it is. We're so worried these days about being politically correct and sensitive, and uh, there's cancel culture out there and all that kind of stuff. And I and I, I kind of think that's what people uh, really like about you. So on that note, I'd like to. Leadership is very important. And the book, again, is Burke's Law, A Life in Hockey, and it's uh, out this week under the Penguin Random House uh, brand. Leadership. Can you import leadership into an NHL team, or does it have to grow organically from the group that you have? Uh, well, I think it's better if it, if it grows organically, but for that to happen, you've got to have veteran leadership in the room. They've got to show the young guys how to do it how to come along and teach them and mold them. Uh, but, yes, I have gone out and imported people for that express reason. I like them as players, but I also value the leadership they brought to the room. Brad May comes to mind. I brought Brad May into Anaheim at the trade deadline. Quality guy, character guy. We were happy with our leadership. We had Niedermeyer and Pronger. But this is a guy who just kind of reinforced things with the young kids. Uh, but, you know, I think you can bring it in. I think you can import it. But ideally, you have, like, you know, when I talk to people about the Edmonton Oilers Cup teams, they all talk about Lee Fogelin yeah. and how important he was to the development of that group. And then they talk about how Kevin Lowe turned into that guy. So if you can, it might be a Petri dish where you cultivate it, but it helps if you throw in some leadership to start and cultivate things. Yeah, well, I think everybody here is well aware, uh, you know, and even the uh, when you hear Wayne Gretzky as an, because that's, who got named captain because Lee stepped aside when Wayne was ready. It wasn't something that Wayne was handed at 19, right? Like, they, they took a little bit of time with that, and they've always they, they've always loved Lee Fogelin. And I remember, hey, Lee Fogelin was there. Kevin Lowe had the first NHL fight for the Oilers, and Lee Fogelin jumped in there to make sure that somebody didn't get an upper hand. That's just who Lee Fogelin is. And uh, great uh, second-pairing defensive. They used to do this thing, Brian, where they used to steer – the forward on a rush into each other so the guy would come down the ice and uh, low would be over on the left side and he would steer the forward to Fogelin's side and Fogelin would blow him up when you could still do that kind of like how korea got absolutely or lindros got obliterated by stevens where you go from one side to the other at the blue line and the guy just gets you in the train tracks and, and destroys you uh, of course we don't play that way anymore today in, a, in professional sport there's that's why the college football scoring so high these days you're not allowed to hit anybody uh let's hit on a couple things arbitration and we're seeing some cases getting settled or some potential cases uh connor brown jake Vertanen. you've worked on both sides of this um does arbitration work in the nhl's case or should it be more like baseball where it's an either or scenario well, baseball has what, what they call, lawyers call an envelope arbitration. The arbitrator's got to take one proposal or the other, got to choose one envelope. And I think that leads to more realistic proposals from the team and more realistic demands from the player. That being said, um, I don't know why we have salary arbitration in a hard cap system. 
Like, it makes sense in baseball. They don't have a hard cap. But in hockey, if the Edmonton Oilers are a cap team and a player goes to arbitration and gets another half a million dollars, that's money that would have been paid to a different player. It's inconsistent in a hard cap system. They should have gotten rid of it. The league promised us they would for years, but it doesn't make sense. And and my rule was I had one arbitration in all those years running teams. I had one salary arbitration. And you know why? Because my rule was if you file by June 30th, we are going to arbitration. We're not settling the next day or the day or not on the courthouse steps. We are not settling. We are going to arbitration. I'm hiring a law firm. I'm paying the 50 grand, and that's that. Who was the player? Brendan Morrison. Okay. Did you walk away from it, or did you keep him? I told him after the hearing, uh, I thought they'd come in. I forget the exact number, but I said to Brendan, if you get a penny more, a penny more than this, I'm moving you. And he got that exact number, and I kept him. Great kid. Played really well for me. But I was really sour. He played with two first-team All-Stars, and he's going to arbitration. I mean, good Lord. Playing center between Maslin and Bertuzzi, it's a pretty good gig. Vastly overrated line, that West Coast Express. I'm just kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's when you had the Sadids on the second line. That was a pretty good line at, at that time. So, yeah, yeah I remember uh, Dimitri Kristich was a guy that put up that there. You know, he put up the good numbers, but you know that he didn't bring some of the other intangibles that you need to be successful. I, forget, I think, was it the Kings that walked on him? Somebody walked on Maybe it was Boston. Somebody just dumped him. And, like, he, you know, the arbitrator awarded X, and the team said, to the hell with it, we're not cited. We're, we're not, yeah, we're walking right away from it. I just, I remember chuckling because he was a, a guy that put up numbers, but the numbers maybe didn't fully illustrate the true player um, that he was. Let me ask you this. The Chicago Blackhawks have followed something that the New York Rangers, the New York Rangers went out and, and, and sent something out to their fan base and said, look, we're, we're rebuilding. Now, I preface this, Brian, by saying on this very show, during the 2009-10 season, Edmonton Oilers owner Daryl Cates in February said, let's face it, Bob, we are rebuilding here. And the Oilers truly, you know, at that point, were like a bottom three team for, unfortunately, for far too long. But... Uh, now Chicago has followed suit. What do you think of NHL organizations doing that, uh, being that direct with their fans? Well, I think in Canada, I, I think it's one thing where I think fans, if I was doing a rebuilding in Calgary or Edmonton or Vancouver, I probably wouldn't have to spell it out like that. People would see what was going on. They'd see that, okay, they traded both of their starting goaltenders. Uh, that's yeah. a rebuild, whether you want to call it a rebuild or not. So I think being transparent and calling it to their attention and being honest probably has value. I'm not sure that you'd have to do that in Edmonton. I think if you said, well, we just shipped out both of our goaltenders, I think the fans would figure out, okay, it's a rebuild. And and I think if you're a sophisticated hockey fan, like if I'm a Chicago Blackhawks season ticket holder, I can live with this because they, they've got three championships. I, yeah. I had 10 pretty good years. So now, in a hard cap system, you're destined to win a Stanley Cup every 32 years once Seattle comes in. Every 32 years. So you could be a season ticket holder for 32 years. You should see your team in the conference finals every, what's that, 16 years? And you should see a cup every 32 years. So I think being honest about it is the right way to go, particularly in the U.S. market where your fans might not be following as closely as they would in the Canadian market. Makes sense to me. 
Do you have to send that? Like, I mean, you're competing for ink and space in those markets. You're not competing for that in Canada. That's part of the reason why, Brian, you're bullish on a return to play in Canada. You don't think there will be significant challenges. You think the fans will – I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what you said last week. You're, yeah, more, concerned about, you're more concerned about the United States. So – I don't know. It, 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 it's an interesting one to me. What do you think goes through the like if you're Jonathan Taze or Patrick Kane, and and because to me they're in a different position than Brent Seabrook. Uh, you know, Brent Brent Seabrook's going to be lucky if he plays. He might end up on the proverbial Robidaw Island uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. No disrespect to Jerry Johansson, who sometimes listens to the show, but that's a re- realistic pr- uh, perspective on on Seabrook at this stage in his career. But Taze and Kane are top six stars like they're probably in it for the long haul but what do you long haul but what do you think goes through uh their minds in those situations well they, they got a decision to make uh, if you're the gm and i said this last week uh maybe not on this show but there seems to be a sense that they've got two top forwards kane and taves and they're both marvelous players and if you, if you say anything negative about them people think well how can you say anything negative about Jonathan Taze, Captain Canada? Great player, great kid, had a great career. But he's got a decision to make now. He says he doesn't like the rebuild, doesn't like the direction, then wave your no trade. Come into my office and tell me I want to go somewhere and try to win again. Okay, I'll try to move you. $10.5 million, not going to be easy. You're a really good player, but you have a really big salary too. So they got a decision to make. They love Chicago. They've been a big part of it. They might be willing to go along with this because Stan Bowman's really good at his job. But if not, then give me a list of teams. Yeah, I, I look at the fact that they, like I personally, Brian, think Doc's going to be, he'll be a different player than Jack Hughes. I think he might be better than Jack Hughes. Uh, you know, they got Doc, uh, they got DeBrinkett, who's a, a real useful, like like they got some good, it's not like it's only those two guys, you know. So it's an interesting yeah. one for them. Kubelik, uh, too. Yeah, I mean, he obviously had a big year and he can really uh, shoot the pill. The Edmonton Oilers have like 15 guys currently playing over in Europe. Lots of organizations are doing this right now. Uh, and, and by the way, for the record, do you think we're going to uh, have a 2021 season? Like what percentage do you think that'll occur? Oh, I think we're going to play for sure. Okay. I'd say 100%. Okay. I don't know so, when we're going to start. I have a bet with Robin Leonard. I'm betting January 15th. He bet me a steak dinner. It'll be February 1st. And the more I listen to the league, the more I think he's going to win that steak dinner. Um. I think we'll play roughly 60 games, 56, 62, something in there. Okay. We will have a Canadian division. But, yeah, I think we're playing. Okay. Uh, you got all these guys playing over in Europe. Does it change the timeline on potential? Like, I'll give you an example. The Oilers have Broberg, okay, and he can really skate. And uh, and he, they've taken the governor off him this year in Sheleftia. He's, he's playing on the power play. Last year he was strictly in a shutdown role. He's probably playing 15 minutes a game last year. He's probably at 19, 20 minutes a game this year. Maybe you were thinking, well, we'll have him for the 21-22 season. But here's the thing. He's going to be playing. He's going to be up and running. You know what I'm saying? And there's going to be some guys coming in that won't have played competitive games, maybe maybe played, in Edmonton's case, just four competitive games in the last year, Brian. Does it change the balance in terms of how you might potentially evaluate a guy because you've had this half season of guys playing over in Europe for some younger players and give them a better chance to make teams? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? They're taking advantage of this. A bunch of teams have sent guys back, and they, they will have some edge over guys who haven't been playing. If they can make your team, they think you're ready. The one thing I would worry about is 
don't look at a snapshot. Don't look at the first day of camp and say Broberg's way ahead of the other guys because he's been playing. Um, that could catch up to him in a hurry. Like, it's very easy to look good as a player for a week or two weeks. It's much harder to look good for a month. Well, even in our return to play, uh, Brian Broberg, the first week was cons- on a considerably different level of Bouchard. Bouchard really closed the gap in that second week. Like there was, yeah. it was, it was, and that sort of comes with the territory. Uh, who's the most valuable player in the Calgary Flames? I think we know the answer. Do, do, how many untouchables does Calgary have? One. Well, they shouldn't. They, they shouldn't have many. They shouldn't have many at all. Like when you're, Ma- you haven't had playoff success, you shouldn't have many untouchables. I would say Matthew Kachuk would be an untouchable in Calgary. Would you not agree? Oh, Geo too. Yeah. Yeah, Geo too. So there you go. I just, I, I, I'm just thinking. I mean, of guys that are maybe the top players in the league, 23 and under, and, and Matthew Kachuk. As much as uh, he infuriates Oilers fans, and by the way, he's he started to fight more, Brian, as the season wore on. That is going to buy him some currency around the league with some of the other players. And I'm not just talking about Cassian. Like there were multiple times he went looking for it. Uh, it's just going to make the Battle of Alberta a better thing, isn't it? Well, if we, <laughs> it is. And, and by the way, if we do a Canadian division. Those teams are going to play each other a lot. It's going to be fun. And you'll have back-to-backs. You'll have three games in four nights. It's going to be fun. Zach Cassian was quiet in the playoffs. Are there players hurt by not having fans? Are there players that are better because they get jacked up because of the fans? Because I personally think Cassian is one of those guys, Brian. Uh, Yeah, the answer to your question is yes. I wouldn't put Zach in that boat just because I haven't talked to him about it. But he, he seemed a little subdued. That could be the reason for sure. All right. Hey, Brian, love having you on. Uh, Awesome stuff on the book, and we'll stay in touch, okay? Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Brian Burke from NHL Hockey on Rogers. It is 121 in Edmonton. Brian's appearances on Thursdays are brought to you by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Now, you can text us at any time, and we are going to go to some text here on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. Of course, the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline is 780-496-0063. We'll get to some text and uh, an abbreviated version of the Oilers uh, Now Injury Report. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thanks, Jajar. It's going to be interesting. We end up with an all-Canadian division. That'd be awesome. Just want to mention out of Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaska, and Uncle Milt was telling me they had a real good summer, but they're down on used vehicle inventory. They usually have about 50 to 70 units, and right now they're around 10 to 14 uh, units. They need some trades. Not only will Ford Motor Company give you a trade-in bonus of up to 2500 for your 2016 model or older, but Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaska will pay top dollar for any trade just to restock the shelves. Go see Uncle Milt, Rich Johnny, and uh, those Flames fans that work there, too, at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetasquin. To our injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, who was an all-star safety for the EE football team, 
Uh, won a great cup for the EE football team back in 1993. And James Brown, who uh, for years was involved with the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, they want you to stay safe and stay positive. And when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. I have nothing to report on Oscar Clefbaum. I don't know at this time what's going on there. So we'll deal with that. Anything else you wanted to hit on there, Brendan? No, it's been a clean front over the last couple of days for injuries out of the league. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was thinking we should start doing uh, NFL ones for the NFL season. All right, here we go. Uh, Stan has texted us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, there are no dumb ideas on the show, but the person who suggested trading Nugent Hopkins might be the exception. Just saying. Oilers fans are the greatest. We can't wait to send longtime good two-weight players that want to be here after f- crying for years that we didn't have enough centers. Uh, that comes to us from Stan. You know, Stan, in a perfect world, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins all play their entire careers in Edmonton. Okay? I don't know how many of you have seen ESPN's 30 for 30, King's Ransom. That was, uh, it was the very first ESPN 30 for 30 that was out there that was released. Uh, they got the current one, uh, what, Oscar uh, Pistorius? It's very interesting. Uh, but uh, you can access it. doesn't matter if you have a Shaw or Telus package on TV. Uh, you can access uh, those 30 for 30s in the TSN slot. And just er- every day I think of what I could have, should have, what would have happened if they could have kept that team together back in the day. Wayne thinks they would have won three or four more cups. Of course, the others did win in 1990. I would like to see this group get a chance to grow and progress and evolve together. So uh, for the uh, texter that said the Oilers should flip Nugent, sign Nugent Hopkins and then flip him for Patrick Laine, who, by the way, you know, I think we're headed down an inevitable path for the Winnipeg Jets at Patrick Laine. Okay? Things can change. But right now it's tracking a bit like it tracked with Jacob Truba. And I like the Jets. I want to see the Jets be successful. There's a lot of people, like if if you ask the average fan in Canada right now, a Canucks fan, or a Flames fan, Oilers fan, Leafs fan, Canadians fan, I won't include Ottawa on this because I uh, there's a fair amount of apathy in that market period. But, you know, fans of those other five teams, who's their second favorite Canadian team? Most people would probably say the Winnipeg Jets, but, you know, they, they couldn't keep Truba. And right now it's tracking like keeping line A is going to be a challenge. And, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, IMAX says, Cass may have been adversely affected by no fans, but not compared to how Tippett screwed him line-wise in the playdown. Uh, well, Zach Cassian didn't impact game one and then was off that line. I think Zach would look in the mirror and say, you know, he, he, he needed to be a little bit more impactful. I also think that Zach Cassian's got to find a way to get on the orders PK again. Um, and the orders had a good PK. They had a great PK last year because I think if you're paying a guy 3.25 million for four years, he can't just play on 5v5 situations. So maybe he's a second unit net presence on the power play at some point and, and maybe does a little bit of penalty killing as well. Time will tell in that regard. I like Zach Cassian. You need him. There's no question. If we're going to have the Battle of Alberta, you need Zach Cassian on your team. That's just an absolute given. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and back. With Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal broadcasting legend, one of the toughest men in the history of the National Hockey League, George LaRock.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.